Pastor Peter coming to you from the ILL, the Edmund Elder Library. And today we're on page 19 of Exploring God's Mercy. That's the chapter, Marvelous Mercy, the Shocking Truth About the Mercy of God, Robert E. Henson. Have mercy on me. The psalmist whispered this plea to the Almighty in Psalms 33:22. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. It was blind Bartimaeus who hated the travel of travel of Christ with the earnest prayer recorded in halted, I said hated, no wonder they make any sense. Okay, It was blind Bartimaeus who halted the travel of Christ with the earnest prayer recorded in Mark 10 47. Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me. At least five other times in the ministry of Christ persons approached Jesus with his urgent appeal. Have mercy on me. It is noteworthy that Jesus never rejected such a plea. Ingredients of Mercy The word mercy appears 276 times in some 261 verses of the King James Version of the Bible. According to the estimate of Jesus Christ, mercy is one of the weightiest or most important matters in life. His statement with regard to this is given in Matthew 23:23. Yes, woe upon you Pharisees and you other religious leaders, hypocrites, for you tithe them to the last mint leaf in your garden, but ignore the important thing, justice and mercy and faith. Yes, you should tithe, page 20, the page. But you shouldn't leave the more important things undone. Emphasis added. Mercy is a composite of several sterling virtues. Consider this teaching of our Lord as recorded in Luke 6. 36-37 Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. And do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Pardon and you will be pardoned. From those two brief scriptures we learn the following traits of mercy. Mercy is not judgmental. Mercy is non-condemning. And mercy grants release or pardon. The parabolic Oh the parable is what I would say. The parable teaching of Jesus in Matthew 18, 26, and 27 adds to the list of known ingredients in mercy. The slave, therefore falling down, prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. Here we discover these additional elements of mercy. Mercy exercises patience. Mercy manifests compassion or love in action, and mercy forgives. A related word in the scriptures is atonement. The Hebrew word for atonement is kapar, K-A-P-H-A-R. It conveys the following notions. To cover over, as to overlook, to exipate or make atonement for a fault or an offense, to pardon, to reconcile, and to treat as forgiven. One of the Hebrew words for forgive is N-A-S-A. Hmm, nasa. It expresses the following nuances of ideas. To lift up, to hold up, as in sustain, to accept, to carry, to forgive sin, to bear in the stead of another, and to help. The word N-A-S-A, nasa, has many shades of meaning, but the concept of lifting up in some form strongly permeates most of them. It should not go unnoticed that the arm of the United States government, which lifts people into space, the National 
Aeronautics and Space Administration has for its acronym, NASA, N-A-S-A. That's what I was thinking it when I said, hmm. One of the Hebrew words for mercy is C-H-E-C-E-D. It denotes the following, to feel and respond with kindness, to be merciful, and to love steadfastly. Checked, 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 Another of the Hebrew words translated mercy is kanan, C-H-A-N-A-N. It connotes the following, to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior, to bestow favor and to grant mercy. Yet another word in Hebrew for mercy is racham, R-A-C-H-A-M. It conveys the following ideas, to give tender affection, to care deeply, to love, to soothe, and to have compassion upon. And that was page 21, turn into page 22. Mercy conveys the notion of caressing, of caressing, 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 as a mother does a baby, or to bear up gently as one would pick up an injured child. Such is the marvelous mercy of God to us. The Greek word for mercy is elos, E-L-E-O-S. According to Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words, Elos is the outward manifestation of pity. It assumes need on the part of him who receives it and encourages adequate to meet the need on the part of him who shows it. E.W. Bollinger, in a critical lexicon and concordance to the English and Greek New Testament, defines Elos as a feeling of sympathy with misery, active compassion, the desire of relieving the miserable. Dr. Joseph Thayer adds more flavor to the definition of Elois, mercy. In a Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament, there he espouses that it includes readiness to help those in trouble. Mercy is that attribute of perfection, whereby God pities and relieves the miseries of humanity. Someone has said that mercy is the readiness of God to act now. I really like that. This expresses that interesting nature of God's mercy. That's page 22, about the middle of the, a little past the middle of the page. Um, but I just want to thank, remember what I told you that right before my husband died, I know um, he had been sick and then there had been some other things that was um, just, you know, just not, everything's not perfect. <laughs> I wished it was. But we were going through some things and I remember praying and he told me one day, he said, Lisa, I know you're going through something. And before he could tell me, it looked like he was really thinking that he'd been thinking about something. He's going to say something, I think. I'm not sure. But I cut him short. I said, yes. I said, I said, but you know that he's an accuser of the brethren because there was something. I, you know, I hate to tell this because y'all probably want to know what it was. And I don't want to. But my main thing was I kept, as I was praying and really interceding, and, and he would hear, he would hear me. He would hear me that, and he knew there was something bothering me. But I kept saying that Jesus' love covers a multitude of sins. His blood covers a multitude of sins. And forgiveness is a wonderful thing, over and over. And, you know, this book is making me see that 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 was mercy, that God, whatever was going on behind the scenes in me and my husband's life, in the whatever it was, more than just sickness, there were some things, you know, that we needed to work out. But it doesn't matter what they were because love, my love for my husband, and um, that covers a multitude of sins. His sins, my sins, whatever it was, you know, that's just not important. And Jesus' blood covers a multitude of sins. His sins, my sins, whatever it was, that's not important. But love, love, 
that is a that is the key. That is the that is the intricate part of mercy, because Jesus's love and His blood and my love and my life and my husband's life, our sacrifices for each other, was mercy. That love, forgiveness is a wonderful thing. You know, we weren't perfect. Not, neither one of us were. I, I hated that fact that he was always gone. And um, I said, I miss you, honey. And he said, I miss you too, Lisa. I said, I miss you, Mark. And he said, I miss you too, Lisa. Or, you know, things like that. It's just like, we we were like shit passing, two shit passing in the night for years. You know? But And I hated that. But I know men have to, men have to make an income. And sometimes they feel like they have to. In fact, I said, honey, I'm making enough for my child care. You need to quit one of your jobs. I said, you need to quit one of your jobs. And I said, and move back into it. I wanted him to stop working nights. I wanted him to move back into our bedroom because he had this, he had a bed in here where I'm at right now and had film over the windows, um, aluminum foil to make it dark in here and had air conditioning in there, clock out noise, fans going. He's sleeping here in, in the afternoon from 1 to 10 and then he then he get up and go to work. He worked midnight to 8 but he, and he worked in Jackson so he had uh, about a 45 minute to an hour. He, I think he'd go a little early go get him something to eat. Um, but that's just how that's just that's how it was for years and years. And then when he come home in the morning, um, he'd get off work at 7.45. Then a lot of times he'd stay over in Jackson, go to doctor appointment. Or if he had something to do, he'd come home sometimes 10 o'clock. And then we'd eat lunch about 11.15 and he'd go to bed again at 1. You know, it's like that every day. Ships passing in the night. I'm, I'm serious. I, I did not like it. And he also had the trash route and he also had a lawn mowing business. And he also went out and helped his mother, which, of course, I don't begrudge that. Um, but it, it did keep him away from here. Sometimes his mom said, hey, Mark, you want me to put you something? He goes, no, I think Lisa's got something. You know, and he can get home time to eat with me. And I thank God for that. That 11.15, our, our lunchtime. I thank God we had that. That's what we had. That's what we had. We did not have much time together at all. And then, of course, we had our anniversaries and um a, a couple of trips throughout the year family um, trying to go see family family reunions trying to go to have Christmas with the kids you know do things like that and I'm serious we and we had our Sundays we tried Sunday um, when he get off work Sunday he bring the green kids over here we'd have like a little Sunday school uh, have lunch Melanie and her fam- uh, Melanie and Jeremy come over and eat with us and then the kids and Melanie and Jeremy leave, and me and Mark um, would finish, would sing some songs and finish up our devotional, and then he'd get ready and go to bed because he had to get up and go to do trash route. That's what we did for years. But God's mercy, God let us have those memories, those times, those times that we got to be together, and that's you know it wasn't a lot, it wasn't quantity, but I believe it was quant- uh, quality. And God's mercy and love, God's grace, God's wonderful provision. And for that, we just got to give God the glory. Um, It is not easy being a widow, but I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. God has been talking to me because I've been thinking, oh, it's been about almost two years. God told me to stop measuring things in, in, in time. 
stop looking at things through the lens of time. That's what he's been instilling on me, and I've got to search that more. But I think what it means is like, oh, he's been almost two years. I really need to hurry up and write his book, or I really need to do this or that to stop that things will unfold in time. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not about. It's not a race. There's not no certain thing. I just need to let God unfold the rose. And look, I'm talking about my husband right now. I might not write a book. He's still very much part of my life. I, I'm, I think I'm going to write a book. I'm just saying. I am sharing what I need to share. I am telling what I need to tell. And that, that is what it is. Our lives, what we do for Christ will last. God works. He provides for each one of us through the hands of our spouses and our loved ones and our helpmates. We're all in this together. All things work together for the glory of God. All people work together for the glory of God. I guess we're all nouns. Nouns. People, places, and things. And they all work together for the glory of God. No one can do it on their own. Noun. N-O-U-N. No one. (laughs) No one. No one can do it on their own. That's a play on word there. But um, anyway, that's the truth. God's mercy, marvelous mercy. So today as we point others to the cross and know that all things, all things work together for the good, to the glory, and to God, the Father. Our Heavenly Father provides for us. The Bible says our maker is our husband. And no, husbands, I'm not talking that you are important to your family. You are essential. Wives, you are important to your family. You are essential. And yes, when we have the loss of a loved one, a spouse, a child, um, a parent, all those things, that grief is real. Grief is, is something we don't never want to let go. We don't want to let go of our loved ones. But they're in the hands of a loving God. We're in the hands of a loving God. God will work all things and make all things beautiful in His time. In His time. My book will be written in His time. The story will be unfolded in His time. It will all, we'll all understand it better by and by. And so, uh, that's why I just want to be with you today. Uh, I went a little bit long, but I love you and I know God just wants us to keep on keeping on. You have a great day. Bye-bye.